What is up? Welcome to the Perfectly Blended Podcast. On today's episode, season four, episode seven, we're actually going to be talking about something super crazy. Divorce, the unforgiven sin, is it? (laughs) And that's coming up right now. Are you a Christian and you are looking to take your faith, your family, and your future to the next level? Then this is the channel for you. What is up? Welcome to today's show. What's up, Mark, Mark, Mark remarks? What's happening, buddy? So on today's episode, we want to talk about something that we've actually never talked about before, and we believe that it's absolutely important, and it's about divorce. Now, you have to understand something. Christy and I both have been divorced. We are believers in Jesus. We're followers of Jesus. We believe in that. But we kind of want to give you a warning in the beginning of this, okay? Number one, we're not Bible scholars, okay? You need to know that, right? We're not pastors. We haven't went to school to study the Bible. Uh, You know, a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about today is from our own experience. It's from our own reading of the Bible, and it's from consulting our personal pastor. And we've talked to Ron Deal, and he agrees with us. And we've talked to Ron Deal. So, (laughs) I mean, we have all the information necessary to make a healthy Healthy, But we want to let you know, okay, about divorce real quick before we dive into any of this stuff. We need you to know that if you are in a marriage and you are unhappy, that divorce is absolutely not the, it's not the answer. It's not. God can fix any type of relationship, any relationship. That's not what this show is about. It's not about getting a divorce. It's not about, is it okay for me to get a divorce now? That's not what this is about. Nope. We're not speaking to that. We're speaking to blended families. We're speaking to blended families. This is people that's already had a decision, are already remarried. Or already divorced. Yep. Already divorced and already remarried. Okay. So we're beyond all of that. That's where this show is going to be coming in. So it's really important though that we talk about uh, you know, from that angle and that we let you know, we do not support divorce. We are divorced, but we don't support divorce. God can fix. And we'll take explain care that later. If anything, and we will definitely jump into that later. Do you have anything you want to add? No, nothing. Nope. Not, not even while I share this onto our personal page. No, because I don't want to go ahead of the point. Okay. You were saying that we would talk about it later, but Josh and I were not Christ followers. So we talk about this a lot in our personal life. I don't know how much we've actually talked about it on our podcast, but there is a difference between someone saying, I believe in God and someone that is a Christ follower. Yeah. So I've always believed in God. And when I was nine, I got saved. I got baptized. I was saved when I was five, yada, 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 all of that. I always believed in God. I always was praying whenever my life, you know, took a left turn and was down in the dumps. I would pray, you know, God, please help my life, you know. And then as soon as it would get fixed, I wasn't praying anymore type of thing. And so Satan believes in God. And so when someone looks at me and they like, oh, I believe in God, well, so does the devil. So unless we're actually Christ followers, unless we're actually making a conscious effort to put our life and will into his hands and do what he wants us to do to make him happy, not us, that's when we're being Christ followers. Yeah. And I say that because in the Bible, it talks about, you know, when apostles or prophets had someone that was that was going to be taking over for them and they wanted to, an apprentice type of person, they would follow them so closely and be so close to them all the time that the dust from the apostle or the prophet would actually kick up on them 
That's what being a Christ follower is. Like we should be so close to God that we want to be doing everything that God, no matter how we feel about it, doing what God would want us to do. And Josh and I, when we got divorces, we weren't being Christ followers in that time. In fact, we were each living our lives completely opposite. You know, we were living heavily in sin. You know, each of us were married, but we were both out drinking, partying, doing whatever it is that we wanted um, in our old relationships. And we chose to get divorces during that time. And then when him and I got together and decided to, oh, we're going to start going to church, we've actually grown closer and closer to God together, putting him at the center of our relationship and our personal relationship with him Mm. and became Christ followers since we've gotten married. So that's something that I want to make, you know, talk about when it comes to uh, whether or not you believe in God or whether or not you're a Christ follower. Yeah. Yeah. And Christy and I, you know, we've had a lot of circumstances and we'll be completely transparent, open about our history because we believe that's super mm. important. Our testimony, you know, there was a, there was infidelity in our last relationships for both of us. And so, you know, uh, and we don't really want to dive too deep into that, but I mean, that's how broken we were. Yeah. Right. If that's just explains a little bit We're you know, we were both were addicted to alcohol. We both, you know, had infidelity involvement in our relationships. Uh, you know, we church was never even thought of. God was never part of anything like that's how we lived our lives right. in a very broken way. And then, you know, God's blood of redemption, which we're going to talk about, you know, brought us into a position to where now we get to honor and glorify God together, you know, and that's a miracle on its own. So, mm-hmm. Uh, so, so anyway, so today, right? So the whole title of today is divorce, the unforgiven sin with a question mark. Is it question? The un- right. Mm-hmm. Unforgiven sin, right? So the very first point, we're going to make three points about this today, but our very first point is this. It is God loves the sinner and not the sin. Now I want to read something that I saw online today before Christy starts talking, because I think it's powerful about this. It says, love the sinner, hate the sin. While a common saying among Christians is not a phrase found in the Bible. We need to know that. You know, it's it's not something that's actually stated in the Bible, but it's something that is a f- common phrase that's a derivative from parts of the Bible. And I'm going to put this in the chat too, just so you guys know. Jude, in the book of Jude, uh, chapter 1, verses 20, 22 through 23, it says, And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. These verses tell us to extend mercy and compassion for people and to hate for the sin, have hate for the sin. So I think it's really important that we pay attention to what God's word tells us, how to handle sin and how he handles sin. Mm -hmm. So if you, a lot of it, a lot of people that have been divorced, one of their main questions is, you know, are, should I get remarried? Or if they're remarried and, you know, you read in the Bible and it says that, you know, if you've been divorced and you get remarried, that you're committing adultery, all of that. It's, should I get remarried or should I stay in this marriage now? Am I just being an adulterer every single day? And Josh and I have had, since we've been married and together, we've had countless people reach out to us that were together in a relationship, excuse me, that were going to get married that had both been divorced and asked, um, should we get married again? Because the Bible says this, 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 and this. And it's so funny because Josh and I, after we had gotten, when was it? Was it 2015? I told you I reached out to John. It was 2015. Correct. So Josh and I got married in 2013 and 
in 2015, that was a year that I was reading through the Bible. I was doing a yearly devotional and it, you know, helps you read through the Bible in a year. And as I was reading through parts of the Bible, of course, I'm coming across stuff that I was like, whoa. And I had reached out to our pastor and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm already married. I'm already remarried. And the Bible is saying this, this, and this. What does this mean? And our pastor was like, no, you made a promise before God now in your relationship with your current husband. Now you need to be 100% committed to him and, you know, like stay moving forward in that relationship, which is true. And that's what we get so caught up in. Sometimes I think we get so caught up in be wanting to do exactly like what the Bible says that we fear like, okay, I'm already remarried now. Maybe I should just get a divorce and because I'm just being an adulterer. And that's not true. Like God does not want divorce. If you're already remarried, you need to honor that relationship that you're in. You need to put God at the center of it. And everything in the Bible stems back to your heart. God does everything out of love. And when you got divorced previously, when Josh and I first got together, I was still an alcoholic. He was sober. So if that tells you anything, I got a divorce. I was still an alcoholic. I was still heavenly drinking. I was definitely not living my life the way that it sh I should have been living it. So for me to compare the Christie that I was, God changed me completely from the inside out. For me to say, oh yeah, I was in the right frame of Christ following mind you know, before I got my first divorce and I just chose to get a divorce anyway and go on and just pick up this highfalutin man right here and marry him. No, that wasn't the case. I was a sinner living in sin. It was not trying to live my life the way that I am living it now. If we could go back, both Josh and I have said, if we could go back when we were remarried and we were Christ followers the way that we are now in our previous relationships, we would not have gotten a divorce because we care that much about what God would want us to do in our life. And it's about him and not us. Yeah, I think, you know, really make a, a point about this first point, you know, God loves the sinner, not the, the sin, sin. Yeah. is to really understand the point that we self-identify ourselves yeah. by our own sin. We mm -hmm. do that, right? Yeah. God does not do that. And I think that's the power in this and the whole point of this first yeah. point, right, is to say to ourselves, yeah, we good. feel dirty, right? We already feel mm -hmm. dirty. You know, I'm a dirty mm -hmm. alcoholic, right? I'm a recovering alcoholic, but I'm a dirty, right? So like we're part of Celebrate Recovery, which is a recovery ministry, right, that's centered on Christ. And what we say in Celebrate Recovery isn't, hi, my name is Josh, I'm an alcoholic because I don't want to identify as the alcoholic because I'm not right? Mm -hmm. We identify ourselves as a believer in Jesus that suffers with, right? And it's no different than suffering with divorce, right? So we don't want to self-identify right. as good. a divorced person, yep. right? We're a believer in Christ. So I think it's important that we understand that's how God views us, right? God loves us. God's created us for a great purpose. Now, he knew we were going to sin. He knew we were going to get divorced. Yep. He knew these things were going to happen to us. And he created you anyway. And he created you anyway. So mm -hmm. if he can forgive and move beyond, if, if it, that's the case and he can still care and love, that we have to understand that how that works on the inside. I was telling one of our, our children's pastor today, because we kind of got talking about this, and it's such a great topic, you know, to really talk about. And I love actually talking about this topic. I do because too. It enlightens both of us. Yeah. Okay. So I, I love hearing a pastor standpoint because I want to hear their stance on it, but also I like to tell them. And I said, you know, I said, I understand you're in a marriage that you're happy and you've, you know, 
you're a pastor and you love God and and you're following Christ, so you're it's you're too bad. Following Christ, if you right. got unhappy, you yeah, stay married. Yeah, if your wife's making you miserable, suck <laughs> it up. So my point though is that I said you have to understand something from a standpoint of somebody like us, right? That we've been through a divorce. We're not going to sit in the church pew and raise our hand and say, "Hey, I'm the divorce guy. I have a question." Yeah. Right? We're not going to do that because we don't want to be pigeonholed or looked at differently. Mm-hmm. We automatically feel that way. So I know you. If you've been divorced, you're in a blended family right now. You feel the same way. I know you do, right? I know. We don't all feel hunky dory and lovely about all the mistakes that we've made in the past and say, "Oh, man, everything's great." Now I'm going to sit and brag to everybody that I've been in a divorce. No, we feel like we have to like explain it and like, yeah. say, "I'm not like that. I'm not like that anymore." You you know, and so we have to understand that God looks at us. He doesn't look at our sin per se, right? And I don't want to get too much on a rabbit trail with that one. Right. But we need to understand that God loves us, like you. He loves you, right? And he knew you were going to sin. So he's, and he still loves you. And I think it's important that we hold on to that and understand how important that is. Yes. And you know, our human brains can be like, yes, I know, but he, he created me anyway, but I shouldn't have divorced. And, and you have to just go back to, to yourself and say, what is the truth in the matter? Would God now, right where you're at in your life, want you to constantly be living in the past and constantly just being like, nope, nope, I have to be a martyr the rest of my life and I have to live in misery because I have to suffer with guilt and condemnation. That's actually wrong because the Bible says that's from the devil and not from God. God convicts us to get better and forgives us Mm. and wants us to move forward and be lights for him. So for you to sit and say, no, I have to God's mad at me because I got a divorce and he doesn't love, he doesn't love me because I got a divorce that actually goes against everything else that, that it says in the Bible. And if you're currently already remarried, he wants to bless your marriage. He wants you, you, the most important thing to him is you guys heart. Mm. If you both are like completely submitting to him and just being so humble and breaking your hearts down and putting him at the center of your marriage and just wanting to go out and lead others to him and be powerhouses out in the universe to say, you shouldn't be getting a divorce if you're a Christian. This is stuff that you guys need to do to put God at the center of your relationship. Or you're in a blended family. God loves you. This is what you need to do. That's what he wants. Doesn't that make sense? Just saying it out loud, that makes sense. He wouldn't want you to be like, oh, I'm the dirty little second-rate Christian that has to just come in just so I can feel like I'm close to God, but I have to sit in the back and I can't really, you know, I can't really be up on stage worshiping or anything because I'm Mm. dirty and I'm not worthy. That goes against everything else it says in the Bible. It's just not true. It's not, and it's really cool. So I had a whole conversation today with our lead pastor, you know, which we've we've known for, what, eight years now? Oh, man. That's scary. Them two being together. So, so we had a whole conversation about this whole thing today, you know, because I want to talk to him again. And he said the same thing today that he did six or seven years ago when Christy asked him a question. But oh, I looked yeah. him right in the face today and I said, I said, John, I said, don't lie to me. I'm going to ask you something. Don't, don't, don't you lie to me. Be honest with me. I said, would you trust me and my wife right now to run a marriage class uh, here at our church? And without hesitation, he goes, absolutely. I 100% trust you to do that. I said, even though I've been divorced and I'm getting goosebumps right now and I'm going to get emotional about it because because we still feel like there's a little bit of a cloud sometimes over us, like we're unworthy, right? And that's a real thing. Like it's it's reality that we feel that way. That's why we need good supportive Christians around us to support us and tell us that that's just not the way that it works. And he said to me, he said, Josh, absolutely, because your marriage and your life has fruit. 
Now, if you were just remarried for one year, would I tell you that would be a good idea for you to be part of leading a marriage class? No, probably not. He goes, but you know, look at your marriage and look at your life. You have fruit to bear that you are an absolute 100% Christ follower to your best ability and you honor God with your marriage. You are a true testimony, you and your marriage, because of your obedience to Christ. He's like, I trust that a thousand percent. And that to me is encouraging to this exact same point that yeah. we make for the first thing. God looks at us and our heart, just like Christy said, mm -hmm. you know, and he knows us, right? He sees the sin anyway, and that breaks God apart. It does. Mm -hmm. And he still loves us anyway. So no, even though you've been divorced and you're remarried now, God sees you. He doesn't see your sin. He sees you. Mm -hmm. And I think there's so much value in that. I agree. So much value. So number two, moving on to number two. Yeah, I kept almost jumping to this. You did. I had to rein myself back. Yeah. The blood covers us all. Now, yeah. not just people that looked at pornography or not just people that, uh, you know, gambled and been alcoholics. This even covers us divorced folks, too. It does. And if you believe, and I know this is going to be a hard pill to swallow, but if you believe a murderer on death row that is about to get put to death, that has never followed Christ in his life, accepts Jesus in his heart and submits his heart to him right moments before he gets put to death after living a life completely wrong and he goes to heaven, you actually think that a divorce would keep God's love from you. Mm -hmm. It's God, Jesus died on the cross I'll start crying about it because Jesus died an excruciating death on the cross for us to not live in condemnation and to understand like when that we're sinners and we make huge, huge mistakes in our life that we go to him and just accept his unending mercy and just break our hearts open for him and just say, I am so sorry. And I want to live and commit my life to you and only you the rest of my life. I'm remarried. We love you. We want to make an impact for you. And we want others to know how much you love them. And we want to know how much you love us. And we want to truly believe it. Mm. And Jesus died on the cross for that. And for us to take it and say, no, I'm not going to fully accept that or to allow others to say that we can't fully accept that because we've been divorced. That's not true. That is not accurate. You read through the Bible, you understand Jesus's love. You understand his crucifixion and how his blood covers all sin. The veil was torn. Mm. The veil was torn so we can approach God freely and talk to him through Jesus. It is for everyone. It's not just not for divorced couples. There's it, no exception. There isn't. Yeah. There isn't. Yeah. And I think that it's important that we understand that when we talk about the forgiveness of Christ, it never takes away from our personal responsibility Correct. for things that's happened in the past, right? We still have to live through that. Christy and I have had a lot of ups and downs in our marriage due to our choices of the past. That's normal. Mm -hmm. But there is no condemnation in Christ. That's what Christy's saying, right? We know that blood, the blood of Jesus covers us all, all of us. We are forgiven of the sins. No matter what that sin is, we are absolutely forgiven. So there's a couple Bible verses just real quick that I want to read to you. Uh, because it's not just us that's saying this, right? It's it's God's word. First John 1 verse 7 says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin. And then John 3.16, which is, yeah. I mean, the premise Everyone of our belief, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal 
life. If you are a Christ follower, you are a believer in Christ, and you're living your life to the fullest now. If you're doing it now, you need to understand that if you are not willing to allow the guilt and the shame of your divorce from before to go away, you're not allowing God to do what he did on the cross. The blood covers us all, and we have to be willing to accept that to move on. Yeah, and a lot of people out there that are currently in a marriage that haven't been divorced, and they're like, oh, that's easy for them to say. They left their their nasty exes behind. They were able to turn towards God and now look at their marriage and all this stuff. I am telling you right now, being in a blended family, if you haven't been there, is hard. You, God does not want divorce for many reasons, but that being one of them, the children have to grow up in a broken home. You have to share holidays. You have to share birthdays. The kids, your children have to go back and forth to two different homes. They don't get to see a lot of times, you know, with the mom, the dad gets them every other weekend. They don't get to see their dad, you know, like they should grow up with their biological dad. There is a lot, a lot of heartache, long lasting heartache for years being in a blended family, not just for you, but for your kids. And then you're trying to be married to a person that has children with an ex that it, that's their kids together. That's not your kids, you know, and it comes with a lot of hard work and a lot of um, compromises that you wouldn't have to make in a nuclear family mm. that you have to make in a blended family. It's very humbling and it makes you realize that this is one of the reasons why God doesn't want divorce. He knows better than us, way better. And a lot of times we just can't see beyond ourselves and we're unhappy in our relationship. We can't stand this other person anymore. They're awful. And I just want to get out of it. And me and my kids are going to be better without them. Yeah. They, and that's it. Yeah. Like once the divorce is done, people think that's it. It's done. And it's not, it's not at all. So you have to take into consideration that the blood does cover all things. But if you're currently in a marriage and you're like, Oh yeah, it's easy for them to say, you don't know what you're talking about. You really don't No, And it's tough. It's, it's tough to, to know that, what, what we did in the past, it, we still have to pay for that. Yes. Right? We still have to live through the, the grueling uh, stuff that happens along with that. But we also have to understand like those things are in the past and God covers yeah. that now. And we need to start living our lives today, this moment, right now in this moment. You know, maybe right now, maybe you're in a marriage right now, your second marriage. And it, things are tough because it is a blended family. So I'm assuming it's probably tough to assume. <laughs> right? yeah. But this is the deal. They don't know, they don't have an exact number for it, but second marriages anywhere between 60 and 75% yeah. get divorced. Higher than first. Way higher than first. Now, my pastor said today, he goes, yeah, Josh, but you and Christy are an exception to the rule. And I'm I'm sad to say that's true. You know, we're probably, you know, uh, more on the one third of success so far in our lives in this arena. And that's sad to me. That's why Christy and I want to do this. We want to be a proponent for people- them that want to show people like it's possible, like blended families is absolutely possible. You mm -hmm. can honor God and glorify God with your current marriage that you have. Your blended family can go on and grow and be awesome and, and be everything you ever hoped it would be. And we don't want to be an exception to this. You are not an exception to this. You know, we, we need to make sure that we change the way that this is. And a lot of this stuff is we live in guilt and shame because of mm -hmm. the stuff we've done in the past, mm -hmm. i.e. our divorce. Mm -hmm. And we, we, we always have one foot kind of out the door. 
right? Mm -hmm. We've been divorced before, so divorce is on the table. And when we start living by what we're talking about today, by God's word and understanding that the blood covers all, we can release that guilt and shame and we can start living yep. in his will for our lives. Yep. And knowing that the family we're part of today is in his purpose. And that is an amazing thing to live in. And the family you're in today deserves... God, it deserves your best, you know, to do it with excellence and to show your stepkids, your biological kids and your current spouse, like what, how God would want you to act yep. and God would want you to respect him now, understand that his blood has covered all the sin and to sit down and say, okay, the, this is where we're at. And this is what we're going to do to move forward. Like, what do we need to do? And a lot of people are like, okay, we're going to like when you want to start working out. Right. And you're like, oh, I'm going to start working out six days a week for an hour every single day. I'm going to fast only water for the next 14 days. And that's the surefire way to fail. Yeah. Okay. And then, so a lot of times people are like, oh man, I'm, we're going to get on fire for God and we're going to start serving seven days a week in the church and we're going to put our kids in every single kids program there is and we're going to shove God right down our throats and everybody else's throats and that's a surefire way to fail too. Yeah. Like you guys need to sit down together in the privacy of your own home and just get on your knees and pray to God together mm. and then decide for your marriage and for your family what's going to be the best to do for God. Is it just being consistently going to church every single Sunday yeah. with you and your kids? Is that what it is right now? Mm -hmm. And then actually starting to live your life godly behind closed doors in your regular life? That more than likely is it. You know, so you guys really need to do that. It's about a personal relationship with God. Yeah. And his blood does cover all. You guys need to accept that within each other. Yeah. And going out and being in the world and being in the church and doing all of that stuff is secondary to how you guys' hearts have been committed to each other and to God. Yeah, that's... I knew you would, Mark. I defend water fasting. <laughs> Only 14 days? He'd say, no, I do it for two years. <laughs> <laughs> number three, number three is... God cares about now and not yesterday. Yeah, and Josh jumped ahead a little bit because I think he already said this point. But he he does care about now. So where you guys are at now, and I can struggle with this a lot. Like I can sit down with Josh and then I can start being like, oh, babe, you know, we didn't just, we didn't take our kids to church enough when we first got together and now it's too late. They're all basically adults. And I can wallow in all of that. Or I can say, I mean, there, there's nothing I can do about that. And this is where we're at now. And we can still, our kids still all live with us, you know? And it's like, we can still talk to them about God on a daily basis now. We can still be praying with them now if we wanted to go in and say prayers. Now they would put up fights about it, but it doesn't matter, you know? And so we would need to take effect on what we need to do now in the marriage and what you need to do in your blended family now, yeah. not regrets of everything that you haven't done for the past year or two years or three years. Yeah. And something that we talk about in um, our blend formula, something that we came up from the last nine, nine years, 11 years of our being together, but almost nine years of marriage, you know, is understanding that, you know, we have to be willing to break from the past. Like we have to leave that behind. We have to push that oh, very good. behind and break from that. We have to break from it. And we have to understand that God feels the same way. So I want to read a couple verses real quick where God kind of explains that in his word. Hebrews 8, 
little sneak peek into our blend formula. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Hebrews 8, 12 says, For I will be merciful toward their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. That's right. God forgets our sins of yesterday. And then Acts 3, 19 says, Repent, therefore, and turn again, that your sins may be blotted out. And those both are very powerful Bible verses, letting us know, like, if we if God can forget our sins of yesterday, like, that means he cares about today. So we also need to care about today. And there's a ton of other Bible verses that you can look up for yourself to, to defend that whole point in that we need to understand we can't change yesterday. We can't go back. We can't get, we, God doesn't want you getting divorced now to go back and try and make things right before. Like, it doesn't work like that, right? Yesterday's happened. It's It's over, right? And today is today. How are you going to make a difference today? And I can tell you this, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. And if we're trying to just say we divorced the problem, like you better be very careful with that because it takes two to be the problem. You know, it really does. And that's a hard, that's a, that's a large spoon of medicine to really choke down. And the reality is, is we have to understand that you are part of the problem. And if we're not willing to understand how God takes care of us today and wants to change us, we're really missing how we're going to impact our new family in a positive way. But you know, God cares about today. That's ultimately what he does. He cares about today. Yeah. And that was a huge thing for me to understand about my last marriage is it was a lot of growth with God and myself. And a lot of it was going through the 12 steps of recovery to realize that I am a broken person. I was a very broken person and I needed to take responsibility for my actions within the previous marriage and my choices in the previous marriage. Josh and I don't get into it a lot. We try to be as transparent as possible, but it's hard to keep me on point as it is. So, but in my last marriage, it was my decision to get a divorce. It was like, I just couldn't see any way that it would get fixed. Again, though, go back to where I had mentioned in the beginning, God wasn't anywhere in it. You know, it was just Christy that was trying to say, and I'm an emotional person, you know, so God cares about now. I could have been I couldn't even tell you how far Josh and I have came in the 11 years that we've been together. And if him and I would have just stayed together and just been like, oh, we're married now, but we probably shouldn't be married now. And the Bible says we shouldn't be. So ho-hum, we might as well just do the best we can and just go about our merry days and not try to get better at all and try to say, nope. God cares about what we're doing now. How can we get better now? Mm-hmm. How can we move forward now? How can we make a bigger impact on our kids now? So they don't grow up and then end up getting divorced when they get married mm-hmm. so that they can stay married so that they can break the cycle. Josh and I both are from blended families and then we are in blended families. My dad was married five times. Okay. My mom's been married three times. Okay. There's way more than his parents. They've been married two times. <laughs> But way more, way more than his parents. There's a race she, her family wins. Yeah, we win. <laughs> so, but God cares about the now and where your family is at now. It doesn't matter how old your kids are or not. You know, if you don't have any kids or whatever, what are you doing now to be propelling your relationship closer to God? Yeah, and I think it's important that we do know how important it is to end on this tonight. You know, as we're talking about divorce, you know, is it's the now. Like mm-hmm. divorce is is yesterday, right? We, we mentioned at the beginning, like how the context is of this episode is it's not about, you know, 
are you thinking about getting divorced? Are you considering divorce? Like, don't. Like, if you're in a relationship, now if you're in a marriage now and divorce is on your mind, you need to understand that God is your number one priority, not divorce. Like, you need to pay attention to God. You need to t trust God in your relationship. But what we're talking about is something that's happened in the past. You yeah. are divorced. You're in a marriage now, right? And so on, to end on this, it's God cares about today, right now, in this moment. How can how can Christy and I honor him with what we have today? And the only way we can do that is trusting in him, knowing that the work that he did on the cross is true and was for me and all of me and all of her, and that he wants us to move on and keep honoring and glorifying him with our relationship and with our lives. And we have that's a daily work for us. It's daily. It's a daily individual thing, and it's a daily together thing. And he wants us to do that so we can continue to grow and continue to get better and continue to honor and glorify him with that. And people a lot of times want to say like, okay, well, how am I supposed to do that? You know, like, how am I supposed to do that? Okay, well, did you lose your cool today and scream and yell at somebody? You can start by not doing that anymore. And if you did do that, what should you do? Should you go back and ask for forgiveness? Tell them that you're sorry. Even if it was your kids and you screamed and yelled at your kids, that's not the way that God would want you to handle something. So you need to go back and apologize to them and say, hey, you know, if they deserve to get in trouble about something, say, I should not have handled it that way, but you still are getting punished. That doesn't take away from the fact that you need to get punished. Is your um, as a wife, are you allowing your husband to take the leadership of the home or are you not being submissive to him in his leadership? And you're like, no, no man's going to tell me what to do. You know, in a blended family, is it extremely hard to put your spouse above your biological kids? Mm. And the Bible is very clear on the outline of that. It is God, spouse, kids, everything else. So it's, you can start there. Is God first in your life? Is your spouse second above your kids? And in a blended family, that's hard. So then you guys need to sit down and create some ground rules for that. Like how to put God at the center of your marriage. That is putting each other first, not making decisions without one another. I mean, there is many, many things that you can start doing now if you're not doing to put God and it's honoring God. It's, it's people are like, well, I'm praying. Okay, what else are you actually doing and putting into action that God would want you to do that's honoring to him mm. with your life? Mm. And those are the things that we don't want to do. People are like, oh, I pray all the time. I read the Bible all the time. You know, I'm at church all the time. Great. But what are the things that you're doing that are honoring God that are painful to you? that are pruning moments, mm. that are making you a better person for him, that are breaking you down and making more Christ-like. Though that's when the real work gets in. And I know I'm preaching a little bit, but that's because Josh and I still are going through some of those things in our relationship, but we've went through many, many painful, growing experiences and have had a lot of bathroom talks about stuff, you know, to put him first in our relationship and make each other first yeah. in our relationship. And it's, it's hard, hard, hard work, hard work. So the question is, is divorce the unforgivable sin? And I pray that we answered that with a resounding no, a resounding no. It is not an unforgivable sin, right? It is a fully forgivable sin, right? There is no sin that's unforgivable. Now, doesn't mean that we don't feel that way. You know, it's, we heard something a while ago, or I read something a while ago. It said that, you know, when you walk into a church and you have a large D on your chest from divorce, you know, you feel like a second class Christian, you know, and we understand that. But the deal is, the thing is, there is no first class Christians. You know, there is no such thing as that. 
And so we need to understand that we may feel less than and divorce may feel like the the taboo thing in the church but the reality is it's 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 a sin and God wants you to live in your current marriage in your current blended family and he wants you to live it out to the fullest today because it has been forgiven and he wants you to honor him and move on beyond that and we can't get sucked into the way that we feel about something we have to understand we have to believe and respect God's word when it talks about these things and we have to know that what are you going to read babe so we talked about like divorce being the unforgiven, not, not the unforgivable sin. And so that's something that Josh and I just wanted to hit home that if you are currently in a marriage and you're considering divorce, that you should not do it. And no. just because all sin is forgivable, it goes back to Romans 6 when he is saying in the Bible, it says, what shall we say then? Shall we just go on sinning so that grace may increase? And what they're trying to say is, oh, we can just sin and sin and sin because there's unending grace to just cover the sin. No, that's not what we're saying. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Mm. So once you become a Christ follower, you should be dying to sin. You should be doing everything you can to not sin. Now, we are sinners. We're never going to be perfect here, but knowingly, knowingly doing something that God would not want you to do, that's something that you should never do. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, because that's not honoring to God. That just made me think of it when you were saying that. Yeah. And it's not honoring to God. We, we need to make sure that we are honoring to him at all times to our best ability. Mm -hmm. And when we're not right? When we do something and we do fall short of the glory of God, which we all do, that we are quick to repent for the things that we've done. And repentance means to make a 180 degree turn and walk away from that sin in all of our efforts to walk closer to Christ. That's our ultimate goal in life. That's what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. That includes uh, previous mistakes, which divorce is one of those things, you know, is Christy and I proud of our divorce? No, we don't go around, you know, waving the divorce flag and saying how happy we are that we've been divorced, even though we are ecstatically more exact than ever that we're together. Yeah, and we're very proud of our marriage now. Very proud of our marriage. But the, we don't go around telling everybody we've been divorced before. You know, it's not that we're proud of it, but we need to accept what God has done on the cross. We need to accept that where we are today and that the only way we're going to honor and glorify him with what we have now is accepting what his word says yeah. about it. Right. So we pray that you got value out of this. If you did, please do us a favor and hit the share button. It does help us out. And, uh, you know, if you have anything that you want to share, please hit the comments, you know, let people know down in the comments, maybe share a story if you can. We also have a Facebook group, uh, that we will put a link down below that we is specifically for Christian couples of blended families. So we would encourage you to be part of that with us. Yeah. All right. right. So we, uh, like we said, we hope you got some value today and we'll look forward to seeing you guys next Tuesday at seven. Bye.